Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on your smart speaker. Say, play ESPN. Boom, there are your boys. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, right there. By the way, you can download the podcast. Trying, because of, because of this detached retina, which I got repaired, I can't put pressure do on it. Like, I can't do physical activity, stuff like that. Been going a little stir-crazy the last couple of weeks. And, so the last, uh, hmm? I was going to say, so the last couple of weeks, Max, how was vacation? Well, here's the, I couldn't, like, I couldn't swim. I couldn't go. I, I, I wish it was more of a vacation, but it was good. I got to uh, a lot of excuses. He didn't want to come to work. Yeah, right. No, anyway. no, the guy couldn't see. Yeah, I can't. Still. Oh, that's what you said about me when I had to get my tooth pulled from my skull. Your tooth. Have you that's ever routine. Ha- I have. have. You, you've had your tooth extracted? Uh-huh. Jay. And you were able to talk the next day? No, it Jay. sucks. You, you, Thank you. Yeah, Mr. but it's Keyshawn, not like a detached retina. I'm not comparing. I'm I, saying I Mr. Say, Mr. I, Mr. Johnson likes to create say. narratives for people that when they get no, their no, tooth not, extracted, that they don't like to come to work the next day. No, that's not. That's what he tries to do. The next day wasn't an issue. It was the days after. It was it, a month it, later. No, it was two yeah, it was days like of two, work. It was like three it was two weeks days. No, or no. See, you don't even know what you're just making up. I know when you make up numbers. I can see your face. I'm not making up anything. I'm saying you you went to the dentist. You took care of your business. You missed a week and a half. I did not. Why are you making up a week and a half? Well, get out of here. I, I, look, okay. So you, you don't want. Dude. Okay, so here's you what I want to do. I won't count weekends. Okay, because I just want you get those weekends back. You missed eight days. I did not. Now it's eight days. Yeah, we'll just eight saw days, eight days. Jay, that's a lot of time. Yeah. That's a lot of time, Jay. Key, when was this, Key? I don't remember. Yeah, see, like we you first don't started, remember. You be lying. When we first started the show. But anyway, the reason. I look up. I'm like, oh, I'm excited. Work with Jay. Well, he's out. Well, what happened? You're the worst. You're the, the guy, you know, he had a dentist appointment at the last minute. You're the worst friend of all time. Oh, so he had a dentist appointment at the last minute. That's what kind minute. of friends you are. The worst friend so of all time. So he scheduled the dentist appointment for a <laughs> Sorry, Max. No, Monday. Yeah. Look, he's making up narratives. But didn't come he's come back with a complete the, calendar. So the reason, I bring, Thursday, uh, the ran, reason I bring that up is while I was out, it's the summertime. <laughs> I'm not trying to, you know, be fat in the summer, right? So, but I couldn't work out. So there's only one thing you can do, which is starve yourself, Right. So, Key, I have been not eating until, like, you know, I'm getting up early in the morning. Today, today I, I slept in. I slept till 4, right? And that is sleeping in. I'm trying to hold out, Key, and not eat, right? We're up to 8 o'clock. If I can get through this show, <laughs> I won't eat till, like, 11. Oh, I'm destroying okay? you right now. Jay orders the breakfast, the breakfast burrito. burrito. Oh, He's so eating it right in my grill. Mm. Oh, it's got the jalapenos mm. and the cheese and everything in there? Uh. It was so hot, I got the hiccups. I couldn't talk for the first 20 seconds of the show. You know how good those are? He, oh. Eat a banana, man. It's, I can't, man. I Grab can't. some cantaloupe or something. No, I'm not going to do it. I go, uh, no food. Mm. Gotta, okay, I just well, got to starve myself. The, well, no, listen, it's, it's working, this though. This is what Max weight. and I typically, we would order together in the morning. Yeah. Because we talk about our blood sugar level going down. 
And he usually partakes, but, you know, I don't ask him anymore. Cause That's he's, right. We would order it together, fun. and we would each eat one side and then kiss in the middle when we were done. <laughs> you made it sound like we were having a romantic thing. Like that. All right. So, Are you pulling double duty today, Max? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know if you – Yeah, I'll do know. the TV show, and then tomorrow I got the boxing show in addition, you know? I didn't ask about tomorrow. I said I'm just saying. That's five shows in two days. Schedule. Look at me. I'm like Cal Ripken Jr. over here. Welcome back. Thank you. Guys, Welcome back to ESPN. Saquon Bar- Thank you. Saquon Barkley wasn't listed, was not listed as a top 10 running back, according to ESPN. And listen to what one coach said. Here's the quote. I'm down on him. He still doesn't know how to play running back enough. He's a veteran NFL offensive coach. He's a bouncer. He wants every run to be a home run. He's going to have to learn that four yards, or four yard runs in this league are good. Instead of stopping, cutting it back, and losing two, and he gets his ass kicked in protection. Key, they said a lot of the same stuff about Barry Sanders, but he wasn't hurt all the time. This sounds like a it, it sounds like a coach that's been trained as a scout. Sounds like some some language that scout would speak. You know, you look at Saquon Barkley; he's been hurt. Okay, okay, so what? He was hurt. He's, he was hurt. Football, you're going to get hurt. Everybody's not going to play their entire career healthy. Um, I think when you look at him, top 10 running back, I mean, he probably should be on the list. But based on his va- availability, I'm sure that knocked him down because he hasn't been available a lot in the past. But he's still a hell of a running back. And... Because he got off to a fast start and tailed off, people are, are going to knock him. That's just what it is. He's not going to get the, the treatment that he would have gotten had he stayed healthy for the four years. It's interesting because, you know, Baker Mayfield being the first pick in the draft, whenever you get drafted that high, the expectations are for you to come in and be the savior, right? But for a guy like Saquon, and I get it, bouncing around back and forth and not hitting the gap. Well, for a lot of times, man, like you need your O-line to help create some gaps. So I think sometimes when there are habits that are created off the way you have to do things, I also put a lot of the onus on the team to make sure that he has the right pieces to help him be that player. Draft and development. There you go. Here's the thing about Saquon. As a rookie, 2,000 yards from scrimmage, 15 touchdowns. He had no offensive line, and it was the remains of Eli. Eli Manning had passed away already, and no one told him, right? Like, he was nothing (laughs) at that point. But Odell was on the team, and that makes it different when you have a supreme-type, you know, receiver opening things up. But the point is, he was amazing. Now, here's the question, Key. He's been nicked up, and he's been hurt, and he's been – and it's affected his speed, right? Sometimes in boxing, I'll notice a guy who has supernatural athletic gifts – doesn't age as well as a guy who's forced to learn technique because he's not the fastest dude in the world. That technique stays with him. But the guy with the gifts was able to get away with a lot of stuff that worked for him that hit home runs, but it was, he was reliant on that, that extra fast twitchy. Has Saquon lost that key? Is he ne- when you look at him, does he look different to you? That he doesn't have the same speed, the same burst? Is that something that's not going to come back? No, it didn't. He, he had some at times last year. He had some nice little burst, but he remember he was coming back off an injury, so you didn't really fully see the same Saquon that you'll probably see this season. 
um, full year of playing football, recovery, getting back into the swing of things, you'll know what he is after this season. You'll know that this year will tell a lot about Saquon Barkley as a football player. Look, are, are some of the criticisms fair of Saquon? Sure. But I'm going to tell you from a guy that just played golf with him and talked to him about this two days ago, like he hears all that chirping. And for him, he feels like he's in the best shape of his life, coming off rehab and therapy. There, there's an adjustment period to get him back to that kind of physicality of the game. But I, I think this, this is a big year for him, and he understands that. He understands the new regime coming in, a lot on the line. People are focusing on Daniel Jones. There's also a lot of focus on him. But I, I think there's a determination and a will for him to prove a lot of people wrong. You know, there's sometimes a guy as gifted as Saquon. You look at him, Key, you said he had some bursts last year. Remember, he's coming off the injury. I remember watching Kobe when he started to decline. But he was still, like, as good as, say, someone like Carmelo Anthony, right? And this is Kobe in decline. He's as good as Carmelo ever was. And Carmelo's super great. Um and people were like, yeah, he's still this and that. And I'm like, but you forget how, like, there are levels to it. And he was, mm-hmm. and when he was younger, was more ridiculous. It's just hard to imagine when you watch him now that you could be even better than that. Saquon was, I'll say this, his first year in the league, take the highlights of, let's say, take college and his first year in the NFL. You put together a Barry Sanders highlight reel. It's comparable. And you will not be more impressed with Barry Sanders than Saquon if you just look at the highlights from one year as a pro and a couple, let's say, a year or two in college. The dude was not just like, oh, yeah, he's one of the fastest guys. To me, he was just different. Like, think of Christian McCaffrey and now inflate him, right? Make him bigger, stronger. I've never seen anything like it. And I I just hope that that guy is still in there somewhere because it was key. To me, that was different. It's in there. It's got to be in there. He knows it. This is all riding. His career is riding on this year. Or else he'll just be a bounce-around guy in the league if he doesn't just take the bull by the horns this season and show everybody I'm still a 1,300-yard back. I'm still a 700-yard receiver out of the backfield. Yes. I just just hope he's not bit by the injury bug again. Yeah, man. I'm a fan of him as a person. And that's the one thing I just I hope for as a Giants fan. Like, I just don't seemed, want to see him get hurt. He seemed to be the total package. Like, like he was as fast as anyone, but two th- he was a 235-pound Barry Sanders, but also proportionally stronger than everybody and also outworked everybody and also was like the perfect team representative. Like, he ha- had it all. And when I think about what the potential was there and then what happened with the injuries, it's heartbreaking. Because, Key, again, that 2,000 yards from scrimmage and the 15 TDs, they had the worst offensive line in the league and one of the worst quarterbacks. What if you put this dude with a real offensive line? And think of what the, what the Giants just picked up in the draft and what they signed in free agency. They should have a good offensive line this year. Like, I would, it would make such a difference just as a fan. Forget about how good the Giants will or won't be. As a fan – to get to watch that, I want to be able to put my eyes on it again. And you will be able to. I, I, I strongly believe that. Um, new regime, new energy, you feel different. I'm not ready to count Saquon Barkley out yet. I know people are always saying that you shouldn't take a running back high, you shouldn't take a running back high, you can get him anywhere in the draft, and Gettleman decided that that's not what he was going to do. So a lot of pressure comes with where you were drafted. But I think Saquon Barkley will be a, a, a back that you can look at and say to yourself, 
we may not get Eric Dickerson and we may not get Barry Sanders, but we got a, a quality back that's very productive by the time his career is over. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to team up with Hello Alice to support small businesses, get access to small business resources, learn about small business grants at HelloAlice.com. Dan Faber, USTA Chief Executive, joins us now. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being with us. Chrissy Everett is a uh, Stuart Scott Inspire Award winner in honor of Stuart Scott. This award celebrates people that have taken risk and used an innovative approach to helping the disadvantaged through the power of sports. Successful candidates will personify the ethos of fairness, ethics, respect, and fellowship with others. What does it mean to tennis for someone like Chrissy Everett to be honored with a Stuart Scott Inspire Award, Dan? Well, I think the key word there is inspire. To have somebody you know like Chrissy Everett, an 18-time Grand Slam champion, but even more important, what she does off the tennis court is just remarkable, and it should inspire all of us to do exactly what she does, and that's to give back and to help others. And to have her as the chair of the USTA Foundation, which is the charitable arm of the United States Tennis Association, is just amazing. She has been a game changer, no pun intended there, but mm-hmm. she really has been, and she's helping us to um, make a difference in communities across the country, just using the powerful combination of tennis and education. So uh, it's it's pretty pretty special to have someone like a Chris Everett on our team. Dan, tell us about some of the work that USCA does within the community at large. So the USTA, you know, most people know the USTA is the, obviously the U.S. Open. That's the engine that fuels everything that it, it does across the country in different communities. But then they have this charitable arm, and that's what this is, the USTA Foundation. And as I said earlier, our mission is to combine tennis and education together to change lives. And we're in 50 of the largest markets across the country. And as you heard, you know, we're servicing over 100,000 kids right now. And we're kind of carrying on the legacy of Arthur Ashe, who thought, if I could put a tennis racket in a child's hand, it could make a difference. But most importantly, change their lives so that they can focus better on learning, do better in school, and become productive citizens. And so that's what we're doing. We're using the power of tennis as our hook, more so, just to get kids into a safe, educational, and, and, and healthy environment. And that's what we're doing across the country now. And it's making a difference. We're seeing a lot of our kids graduate from high school, go on to college. And as you mentioned, we provide college scholarships to help that path. And we're also seeing kids go on and become leaders in their schools and their communities. And then obviously when they go on to some kind of productive career. I was going to say, you know, what's interesting about that, Dana, is that you know, I, I have a charity and it does the same, right? Where And you recognize that sports are that vehicle that can get kids out of their own way, out of, you know, those environments into safer environments where they can actually focus on not only their craft, but it allows them to focus more so on school, too, and their education. I'm curious, what do you see the biggest growth opportunity for USTA to be? You know, uh, it is. I do believe that we have an obligation to use our sport to engage and inspire kids. It's a sport that's not typically looked at as something that all kids can play, but it is. And we put a lot of emphasis on the ability to use different type of equipment to make tennis 
uh, feel and look like America and get more kids inspired so that they, too, can use something like this to stay healthy, move forward in, in their academics and so forth. You know, you mentioned the power of sport. Absolutely, it's the power of sport. But what's unique about it is we're able to hook kids that normally wouldn't think they see themselves playing tennis. But then taking that sport and using it to be better in school, as you just said. Uh, we have a lot of kids um, that come in and they enjoy tennis. I used to be a former public educator. It was very difficult to sell the kids in the classroom to just like math. But if I had a sport such as tennis and I could get them excited and then take that sport and apply it towards math, where you think about the perpendicular and parallel lines on a tennis court, the different angles that you can relate to the sport, you bring those two together, that's where the growth is going to happen. That's how we're going to inspire more kids to get in the game. Parents understand how they can use the sport as a leverage to help them become successful in life. I think that's where we as the USA and USA Foundation see this opportunity. And we believe if we can get into some of the communities and show that tennis is fun, it's a lot of fun, and Dan, it can be played at all ages. Dan Faber, ladies and gentlemen, USTA chief executive. The ESPYs will air live on ABC on July 20 at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can join us in achieving victory over cancer. Go to v.org slash donate. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Um, so earlier in the show, Jay will put together a list of the top five duos in the NBA. This is a reaction really to what was a Bleacher Report, right? Had a top five duos list. Jay looked at it and said, nope, those aren't the top five. Here are the top five. Number one was Stephen Wiggins. There was no AD and LeBron anywhere on the top, in the top five. KD and Kyrie were five. There was no Embiid and, and, and James Harden. There was no Jokic and Jamal Murray. There was no, no Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. No Kawhi. That's the big Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Got to play. Got to be available. There was no Drew Holiday, but there was Chris Middleton with yes. Giannis at three. There was Brown and, and, and Tatum at two. CP3 and Booker at four, and then KD and Kyrie at five. As I said, Fahim in New Jersey. Jay has something to say. What up, Fahim? Yeah, how you doing, my brother? Good, man. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Yeah, I wanted to say um, that list was uh, that's outstanding. That's an outstanding list because I think with the uh, world being so sentimental right now, it ain't not um, giving the accolades to the players who really deserve it and earned it. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not being spoke about all the time. But there's a lot of players out there that do play the game and earn the respect that they deserve because they're there. You know what I'm saying? And Stephen Wiggins it was, it was perfect for number one. You know what I'm saying? Because I was actually like waiting for Russell and Towns to like Russell to break out because he's like a Wiggins type of player to break out to become that star that everybody should talk about. But for Wiggins and Steph to be number one, that was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people scared to talk about the players who earned their right in the NBA to be on that list. Facts. Exactly. And that was my point for him. Like, I, I wanted to reward players that have gotten through the gauntlet this year. And, you know, for guys obviously like Paul George, who came back and played late in the season, Kawhi hasn't played. Jamal Murray didn't play this entire year. So I can't have that. You know, I was doing it off Bleacher's, you know, top five duo list. I can't have them as a top five duo when I didn't see Jamal Murray for a year. So it's not forecasting what's going to be happening next year, but it's to reward what I've seen this year. The only thing I'm thinking about, 
piercing in, and we got a caller that said it earlier, was the Bam Jimmy Butler thing. Like, well, who I, would you I, replace? KD I, and Kyrie, because they're five on the list. Yeah, but I mean, when you but get, they're not really a duo anymore. They're about when, not when you get be, swept yeah. in the first round. I devalue you. Like, there's so why are they on the list? Then, that's Joe? what. I, well, that's what. What did I just say? I, <laughs> I know what you said, but I'm asking you why are they on the list? That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking about putting Bam and and Jimmy Butler too as hard, five. Too long. You know yeah, what, but man. just because, yeah. but I'm key, so just because of, of what you said earlier in the show, it, it, when you look at the two of them, it's just so it's ridiculous. Hard, Even when you devalue them, they got a lot of a room there to get devalued and yeah, still no, be on do. a list. Yeah, they do. they do. All right, let's continue the conversation on Saquon Barkley, guys. He's not a top ten running back, according to one executive. Um, should he be top ten? Where 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 should he be? That's coming up on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. In walks Chris Canty. Chris, Seeing out of one eye, Chris. We got some technical difficulties going on right yeah. now. Seeing yeah. Seeing out of one. I got my retina. Okay. The, the retina is cured, I was told yesterday. There you go. Congratulations. Here, thank you. You were playing with vision in only one eye. Yeah. Now, I still, I still like looking underwater from okay. a long distance. But now listen to this. Some people who get this procedure get cataracts. Like in a year, they got to get a little cataract procedure. Sure. But mine are, like, already forming. Okay. So, so I got to get there another go. thing. There you go. And, and I can't really – that's Chris Cantor. That's, that's all right. Could be other people, but I know it's Chris Cantor. Fun fact. I actually yes. played Super Bowl forty six with a detached retina. Of course. Well, you <laughs> By the way, you didn't come and talk on the radio. You played Super Bowl forty six, which you won yes. with a detached retina. Yes. Wow. Yeah. How did you get yours detached? What? 
Uh, hits to the head, Max. Yes. You know, that's usually how it happens for boxers. It happens to football players, too. Happens, yeah, you, it's, it's odd, though, because football players got the helmet on. They just don't think detached retina as much. Yeah, well, it's getting into a car crash 45, 50 times in a game. Except so. that you're a truck getting into the car crash. Yeah. The, if you have a detached retina, imagine how the other guy feels. Exactly. Exactly. So, Saquon Barkley was not listed as a top 10 running back, according to ESPN. He's not. Here's what one of the coaches said. Don't give it away. I'm down on him. He still doesn't know how to play running back enough. A veteran NFL offensive coach said he's a bouncer. He wants to run. He wants every run to be a home run. He's going to have to learn that four-yard runs in this league are good instead of stopping cutting it back and losing two, and he gets his ass kicked in protection. Yeah, he's not wrong. Think about that game that they had against the Jets a couple of years back where Jamal Adams ran over Saquon Barkley on his way to tackling Daniel Jones, picking up the ball and returning it for a touchdown. He's awful in pass protection, Max. He's awful when it comes to getting the tough yards in between the tackles. He doesn't know the value of a four-yard run. And how bad does the decision to draft Saquon second overall look when you have Josh Allen, who went seventh overall in that draft, and Lamar Jackson, who went with the 32nd pick in the first round, in a situation where the Giants needed a succession plan for Eli Manning? I I said it when it happened. I I continue to say it now. It was the wrong decision by Dave Gettleman to draft Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick. And now this current regime that has no ties, no association with Saquon, could be talking about the last year in a Giants uniform for Saquon Barkley. That's the reality of the situation. Yeah, it was it, – it, look, all of this falls on Dave Gettleman drafting him, no question about it. But Saquon Barkley injuries have caught up to him for the last couple of years, so to speak. But if he can somehow – stay healthy this year, I see where he could get back to form maybe that sophomore year, not necessarily the rookie year because that was a lot. The sophomore year, getting 1,000 yards, you know, five, six, seven hundred 700 yards in the air, that would be what you're looking for is Saquon Barkley. Doesn't have to be a 2,000-yard back just because he was taken by Dave Gettleman. wasn't his fault. He didn't ask to be taken there. His performance at Penn State kind of pushed him into that direction where he was – you know, the most, if not one of the top two or three do- most dominant players in college football a year. So, you know, the Giants got some decisions to make moving forward because if he has a good year, you're now going to have to figure out how to compensate him. What does that look like? Two years, three years, he's satisfied. Or is there other teams out there that will be courting a running back? You, you, you never – listen, I, I'm with you, Chris, in this sense. I, I'm glad to have seen Saquon up close as a Giants fan because yeah. I've never seen – like, you could take one year of highlights from Saquon, first year. He did have 2,000 yards from scrimmage, 15 TDs, again, with the worst offensive line in the game and the remains of Eli, – Eli Manning had passed away and people forgot to tell him. He was terrible that year. Yeah. And Saquon was amazing. I wouldn't use the second pick on a, in the draft on a running back, period. The bad organizations do that. You know, I mean, that, that's the Giants. But yeah, I mean, think about, think about, about go ahead, you guys go ahead, keep Steve. talking about what happened in the past. That's over with now. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about, you can't relive that draft or that mistake that Dave Gettleman made. No, he's gone now. Well, well he's gone. Key, key, gone now. but Key, we got to talk about it because it's led to the Giants being in this position where they've had double-digit loss seasons seven out of the last eight years. Yeah, that, it's you not have Saquon's to have, you have fault, to, though. No, it's not Saquon's fault, but it's a series of decisions, and ultimately Saquon is the face of it because you're talking about the Giants' highest draft pick in the last decade. Yep. So I think that's why you have to bring it up. But, but Key, here's, here's the point, and I think Max is alluding to it. In today's NFL, when you use that kind of draft capital on a running back, 
you're expecting to be able to do high-level winning because he's a finishing piece. He's not a guy that you build around just because of the shelf life. And given where the Giants were, being a 13-loss team when they took him, it was going to be a poor return on investment. I know I keep Absolutely. kicking Gettleman, but Key, they but signed, come on. The owner signed off on it. Yeah, but I, and, and by the way, it's not – Gettleman was an historically bad – GM like and at the time he was doing things you kept smacking your head like is he joking and the fact that he gave the press conferences and was so arrogant about it as though he knew better when in fact everyone in the room knew better than him but here's what I'll say Max I think he just hit the nail on the head it it wasn't just a Dave Gettleman decision it was an ownership decision and John Mara has since talked about having this loyalty allegiance to Eli Manning and wanting to give him an opportunity to resurrect his career because he didn't feel like Jerry Reese did right by him at the end of it. And so now the question moving forward for the Giants is, are are John Mara and Steve Tisch going to give Joe Shane and Brian Dayball the autonomy that they need in order to get the program back on track and give them the ability to make tough decisions when it comes to the future of Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and other guys? I don't even know how owners – it just drives me crazy how owners get involved in selected players. Well, I, I just don't – I don't Key, – Well, Key, I, we, you played for an owner that did that in Jerry Jones. Come on now. You know this is Jerry, the way of the NFL. But he's actually the a, he's a, he's a GM. With Jerry is he's a general manager and he played the game. So he knows what he's looking at. And on top of that, Will Clay is the guy in the back room – Help really the one making play, yeah. the decisions. Yeah. You, you know something about, about Mara, though, and the Giants? It, not that it's an excuse. And I'm not saying it had to be this way because you could have your cake and eat it, too. But if someone told me before they drafted Eli Manning, okay, here's the deal. You're going to have this real rough period for a bunch of years afterwards because they're going to hold on to him for too long. He's not going to be great in the regular season. But I, and I knew what I was signing up for, and I had to sign. I'd sign. I got two Super Bowls as a fan, man. I'd sign it. I'd do it. I'd sign up for it, man. It's a, a lot of franchises don't have one Super Bowl or two, let alone two. And he, Eli got him too. He really helped. There's no doubt about it. But here's the thing, Max. It becomes a, a, a very delicate situation when we talk about the handoff from a legendary quarterback that's won you multiple titles with a historic franchise. Think about what Pittsburgh had to do with Ben Roethlisberger the last couple of years. Think about how bad Roethlisberger has been. Literally limited the offense because he couldn't throw the ball downfield. They didn't have production in the passing game. Still won 10, 10, 11 games a year. Well, that's because you had a great coach and you had a great general manager in Kevin Colbert, but the Giants had neither of those things the last couple of years, which makes it hard for them to overcome the deficiencies when when it came to their quarterback play. So all I'm simply saying is this. I don't blame the Giants for wanting to give Eli Manning another chance, but I'm explaining why the Giants are in the current state right now. Look, you have your TV clothes on. That's because you have somewhere to be, and I'm told you need to be there right now. Thank you, Chris Canty, as always. Why Keyshawn is very angry about one player not being in the top ten after Key has this from Granger. Angry, outrage, ridiculous, makes no sense for all the ones who get it done, though. Granger is here for you, and they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, along with twenty four seven support, experienced staff, and curbside pickup at two over two hundred and fifty locations. And you can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard to find items. Plus, Granger commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So call. 
1-800-GRANGER or clickgranger.com or simply stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Do we have an update on this poll? Did we even did we put it on Twitter? Because Key wanted to run a poll earlier in the show um, about what's nastier. We were talking about being in a, in a public bathroom and, and they don't have like towels. They have like the air dryer and then there's a handle on the door, right? So you got to touch the door to get out. Is that nastier? I mean, I use my shirt sleeve or the bottom. Or is it nastier? Key brought this up to put your hand on the escalator, on the rubber part of the escalator that you rest your hand on. Which is nastier? So, so in fact, we did run a poll, Key. You want to know the results? Yes. Okay. Someone else threw in a gas nozzle, so this may have thrown a, a, a monkey wrench in there. Gas nozzle got 21%. I'm surprised. Gas nozzle should be higher, I think. Escala- Absolutely. Yeah, gas nozzle. Come on, man. At a gas station. Escalator railing, 23%. But key in a runaway. It's, a, it's a ridiculous. Bathroom it's door handle, 56%. No, but they thinking of somebody wiping their butt. Oh, for crying out loud. People using their... But here's what I would say. It's not nastier than either one of these two or amusement park with all the little dirty kids. You want to know why, though, Max? Why? It's because if I walk out and I don't wash my hands, right, Mm -hmm. and I walk out and open up the door, what do you do? I use my, my, my shirt sleeve. So essentially, you're cleaning it. Yeah, and other, but also not just cleaning it. You're saying that there's a heightened awareness in the bathroom, so yes. that you take precautions. But, it's a yeah, very but good people argument. People are cleaning it. Yeah, and, and on if, top of that, yeah. yeah. If, what if I walk out nasty, don't wash my hands, and I open up the door? Some you come, you use your 
shirt. Somebody comes Marcellus you, Wiley is in the bathroom before you, and he walks out, doesn't wash his hands. Five people come behind me. They're using their shirts. Then a nasty person like Marcellus comes, doesn't wash his hands, just walks out the bathroom. Two people come after him. They use their foot or their shirt. So it's getting a little cleaning where an escalator's not. Yeah, but I I think that's right. But I think an I think a better point along those lines, one that would convince me more, is because there is heightened. If you're yeah, a clean yeah, person, yes, you're going to take precautions. You might not be thinking about it quite the same way on an escalator and on a gas nozzle either. Yeah, but how, what are you going to do? I, you know, it's funny about the gas nozzle. I do think that on an escalator, kids take your hand off that, right? But I don't think about it like I. What are you going to do at a, at a gas station? You just pump the gas. Well, unless you got wipes in your car, you can, yeah. I, I've sometimes used too. wipes that I've had in my car with my daughter when I had a, a gas guzzler. Yeah, I would use the wipes. That's right. You do. You do the handy wipes. That's right. All right, we're back in ten seconds. This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two Days, the New Orleans Saints. I think the addition of Jarvis Landry puts them neck and neck with Tampa Bay. Neck and neck. The Saints are better now than they were this time last year, and the Buccaneers are worse. The Saints are a very strong contender to be Super Bowl favorites because they have one of the best rosters in all of football, and Jameis just has to continue to not throw the ball to the other team. And wide receivers, according to ESPN. You just heard about the Saints. You might be aware that Keyshawn Johnson's nephew, Michael Thomas, plays wide receiver for the Saints. You may also be aware that Michael Thomas was the best receiver in the world. I mean, there was argument for a couple different guys, but the best one was for him a couple years ago before he got hurt. Now, listen to this list. Let's see where Michael Thomas is. Number one, Devontae Adams. Number two, Cooper Cup. Number three, Jamar Chase. Okay, fine. Number four, Justin Jefferson. All right? Now it starts to get interesting. Number five, Tyreek Hill. Number six, Stephon Diggs. Ooh, there's some good receivers in the NFL. Number seven, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, so now we're getting to the point where probably Michael Tom- No, number eight's Mike Evans. Is Godwin on the list somewhere? Debo Samuel is nine. Is Michael Thomas ten? Nope, it's DK Metcalf. Michael Thomas key not on the list. No, and neither is Keenan Allen. But both of those guys at the end of the season will be on the top ten list. Mikey has been hurt, so, you know, what have you done for me lately? Forgotten, all those sort of things. I think when you look at it, essentially he did the same thing Cooper Cup did. He won offensive MVP two years ago, and – he would have been one of the top three, four receivers on the list. But because of injuries and didn't play all last year, whoever made the stupid list uh, wouldn't put him on it. And I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. The one I t- one thing I do have a problem with is Keenan Allen not being on the list and Debo Samuel, who is really not a receiver. He's more of a Swiss Army knife taking the number nine spot when I clearly think that Keenan Allen deserves that position on this list, and, and and I'm not worried about my nephew. My nephew, look, in the end, he knows what he has to do. I know what he has to do, and the rest of the football world knows what he has to do. He has to get on the field, and he has to play. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have a very, very good roster and a very good team. Uh, Landry, Jarvis Landry will lift the coverage 
along with um, Chris Olave at Ohio State, will be able to be a part of that and be able to lift the coverage for him. He'll the passing game goes through him. Uh, he'll be able to put up some some good numbers, and he'll be right back on everybody's list at the end of the season. You know, it, one thing about getting hurt in the NFL key is careers are short. And especially the prime of a career, when you say a guy is at his height, maybe five years, six years for a skills position player, when they're really like, this is the best. Very few guys have been the best in the world more than five or six years at a position or among the very, very best. And it's not just that injury takes you out of those years. It's that every year new young talent is drafted, new blood in the league. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, new guys kind of come in this year, you know, next year. Um, so many guys playing receiver now that it gets crowded, right? So who would you take off the list other than Debo to make, because you said Keenan Allen also, Mike Evans, DK Metcalf, who comes off? You know, I think, I think Debo Samuel will come off. Justin Jefferson will probably come. Justin Jefferson, really? Yeah, I don't think he's the fourth best receiver in the NFL. Wow, you know it's I, I, funny. He's I, really, he's really good. But top ten? He's not top ten. I wouldn't take him over my nephew, and I probably wouldn't take him over Keenan Allen right now. Hmm. Not right now. A lot of people nah. have Justin Jefferson as the number one receiver they would want this year. Yeah, right? I know because he dances in the end zone. I get it. He's a good player. He really is good. But, you know, I need somebody that's better than good. Somebody that a defense really worries about. Don't allow you to just run free access routes. You know, a difference maker type guy. That's the way I look at things. I look at it totally different. A lot of people look at statistics and they go crazy. He did have a great rookie season, no question about it. Second season was good, too. But in the end, I gotta say, I'm, I'm. He probably will be the one guy along with Debo Samuel. You think about that LSU team, man. <laughs> this is what they had down there. Of course, they won the title, right? Um, okay, if you feel that way about Jefferson, what about Jamar Chase? Is Jamar Chase there because they went to the Super Bowl? I mean, look, if, if great, not for Aaron Donald, they win the Super Bowl. He catches the winning pass. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but, but I, I, I'm going to go ahead. You're great, right, man. He had a great rookie campaign. But he also was taken out of games as well. I'm not talking about 200-yard games and his numbers are, are good in the end. There were some games that where he disappeared. But he is going to be a hell of a receiver in this league for a very long time. You know what else? He's got Joe Burrow. Like, like it, it's hard to isolate value because there's. it's not just that one guy makes the other guy better and vice versa. It's that there's there the sum is more the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts when you have chemistry between a receiver and a wideout. To me, key if those yeah. guys are on the same page, it makes them both better because of the hookup. And and if you have Joe Burrow, who's a great quarterback as it is, and they played together in college, and they went to the Super Bowl together, I'll take that over. You know, you see, and a lot of times, Max, when people looking at this, they're looking at one through ten. They're not just looking at 10 receivers. Mm -hmm. They're trying to put them in places. Everybody is different depending on where you're at and what team you're on. When I talk about Jamar Chase, T. Higgins is just as good as Jamar Chase. T. Higgins Higgins ain't on this list. 
Let me. Uh, you think he's just as good? Jamar, when you Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, somebody is going to be able to elevate their game higher than another. Well, let me ask you this, because I like the way you do lists. And I, by the way, I do the same thing in boxing lists and stuff. I don't like doing a top 10 because it's an arbitrary number. It's a round number, so we like it, but it's arbitrary. Sometimes there may be seven guys who are different than everyone else. Sometimes there might be 13, right? How many receivers? Like, are these 10 different type dudes and we need to add a few more? Are there 15 special receivers? Are there 12? Are there 17? What's, what's the right number for so a is any? Like let me ask you this question. Are any of these guys better than Tyler Lockett? I think so, Key. I mean, to See, me, I you don't. tell me. I don't. I don't. Lockett's Man, really good. I mean, by the Tyler way, Lockett? Chris Godwin is really good. Chris Godwin? But have you watched Tyler Lockett? Yeah, yeah. Not his numbers. I'm talking oh, about no, yeah. he's, his ability, the stuff that he does. Yeah, he's, just, he's excellent. He's just, I think, because when you talk about the snap, crackle, pop, DK Metcalf came in like this Adonis into the league, big, strong, fast, this and that. So it's almost like in certain sports key, it's like you want the, the, the guy who's viewed as more special, you want him to get the numbers, right? You want him to be the guy with all the points, with all the, with all the home runs, with all the RBIs, DK, with all the touchdowns. D, D, yeah, but DK Metcalf is good. But he is one, another one that could disappear at times. Yeah, it's true. Like, you know, he could give you a buck forty, and then give you sixty. Who Keep, are the oh, non-disappearing? Wi- Let's create the highest bucket of wideouts. The guys what who did you say, the- Pat? I was just going to ask how concerned I should be as an Eagles fan that AJ Brown's not on this list. AJ Brown could be on the list, right? That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. So, is any of these guys really that much better than AJ Brown, or better at all? Honestly, I would take off. Well, here, let me say something about DeAndre Hopkins. If Michael Thomas isn't on the list because he missed time, if injury and, and the reason that it's like, well, maybe he's not the same when he gets back, then you've got to treat DeAndre Hopkins, I think, the same way now. He's about to miss a big chunk of yeah, time. Yeah, but you also, gotta, you also, Max, got to be smart enough to realize my nephew got an attitude. He's related to me. These people factor all that into it, believe it or not. They do when they're ranking. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant they an attitude do. in terms of coming back. You're saying no. You're they saying, do. Uh huh. There's, in other words, there's reasons why some people would look it ain't to just knock them down. And clean like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're doing that to Michael Thomas, shame on you. Keyshawn Johnson is a teddy bear of a, of a guy. It's just a swell guy. Uh, why Jimmy G could be the answer for the 49ers. That's what we're about to talk about. Plus, one college football conference is open for business. Keyshawn J. Willemax coming right up. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.